Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show and maybe even jump your story in the line, or maybe even read stories with me, or maybe you have a story you would like to read to me, head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. Hey, I'm your host, Mark, and joining me today again, we got Liam, two in a row. <laughs> Thank you for having me back. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, read what you got for us. So yesterday you shared with us the Afghanian Hellcats, or Solar Cats. Solar oh, Cats. Solar Hellcats, yeah. And, and it was like very much kind of how, you know, uh let's a canon would do it you know it's information but this one you've actually written us a story yes um the scene a scene yeah uh cool well do we need to know anything else or people should just jump back listen to yesterday's episode uh, and then come back here yeah i mean just uh, listen to yesterday's and this was written before i made some edits to the first one that you will have heard so some things may not perfectly line up, but uh, <laughs> I'll be here to point them all out. Don't worry about that. Exactly. I'm counting <laughs> on you. Cool. All right. The oscillating thrum of the idling engine filled the fighting compartment of the Lehman Russ. The commander had his head sticking out of the hatch, observing the terrain ahead of them for enemy contact. Reports indicated that a large number of enemy vehicles were approaching from the north, and the second and third tercios of D Company had been tasked with stopping the advance. Their brown and green painted Lehman Rust tanks were parked on a sunken road often used by the massive haulers that carried the agri-world's crops to the spaceport and off-world. This position afforded the tanks a hull-down position from which to engage the approaching enemy vehicles. The gunner, Auxiliary Rain Banna, had only seen combat twice before in a mop-up operation on Zircan following a local uprising against the planetary governor. By the time the 47th had been deployed, the rebels had little more than looted chimeras and arbites rhinos left, which was as difficult as lighting a low stick. Not that it... No, <laughs> that didn't really count. It was more like training than combat. Now they were likely to be facing opposing Lehman Russes or potentially even traitor Astartes and predators or land raiders. So, the, so far, the picked feed from the gun site showed the area in front of the two tercios was clear. As if he had asked the god emperor to prove him wrong, the tank commander jumped back down into his seat and closed the hatch. As a tercio leader, his tank commander got on the boxcaster and said in a clip tone, simultaneous fire. The commander then switched to the intercom, feeding into their helmets. Designate, two tanks, stationary tank, right. Rain bounces his left foot out of habit as he traverses the turret right and sees the two targets, aiming for the tank not moving on his picked feet and activating the rangefinder. The cogitator quickly gives him a readout of the range, and he responds almost mechanically. Identified. Tank. One o'clock. 1,800 meters. The loader, auxiliary work, gives the customary up to indicate that there is a round loaded in the chamber. Fire. Fire and adjust, responds commander. Rain reports on the way as his right foot depresses the pedal, and instantly the breach is thrown two feet back into the fighting compartment, and the concussion of the round firing passes through his body, like being too close to firework exploding. 
He was not sure how long the feeling had lasted, minutes perhaps, but his mind told him that it could be, only be less than a second. Uh, he heard and felt the low booms of the other tanks in the formation firing at their own targets. The power he felt coursing through him was intoxicating. The ability to destroy massive machines of war in an instant made him feel emperor blessed. Yet at the same moment, his training, discipline, and adrenaline cut through the haze as he watched to see where the shot landed. A direct hit, roughly center mass on the first target, should be knocked out. Even if the round did not penetrate, the crew should be shaken up and bailing out. Target, moving tank, the commander called the kill and told Rain to move on to the next target. The mechanisms in the turret whined as he traversed the turret to acquire the next target. Identified, tank, 12 o'clock, 1,400 meters. Up, fire, fire and adjust. On the way. Rain knew the second they stepped on the pedal that he had missed the shot and let out a grunt and grimaced. Half tank left. Up, on the way. His second shot hit dead on, punching a hole through the front plate of the enemy tank. All along the line, shots boomed and enemies were destroyed by rounds that made the enemy armor appear comparable to the paper the primers printed on. The fumes of the gun that had entered the fighting compartment stung Rain's eyes, and he quickly blinks to alleviate the burning sensation. The smell of gunpowder joined the intermingled scents of sweat, oil, and multi-fuel exhaust. The gunpowder made the smell more bearable in his mind. Scanning the pick feed once again, both Rain and the tank commander observed the field before them and see it empty of enemy threats. The whole engagement had finished in under 15 seconds, and they hadn't lost a man. That's why the Hellcats were called in, because if you wanted the tanks killed with minimal casualties, the 47th would get the job done. The commander received a transmission over the box and passed it on to the other tanks in the Tercio. We're advancing while 3rd Tercio provides overwatch. Driver, advance. The engine revs up like the growl of a hungry beast, and the tank began to move as the driver complied with the order. As a tank hits the bank of the sunken road, the rust lurches like a ship on the waves of the Moranola Gulf back dur during a storm back home. The ceramite-plated behemoth crests the climb and slams back down to the ground with a jolt, almost bouncing Rain's head off the pick viewer in front of him. They only advanced 200 meters before they received contact from the left flank. Two of the tanks in the Tercio traverse their turrets left to engage the targets, while the third continues to watch the front and right arcs. Rain engages his first target, hitting it on the lower front plate. Good enough. While engaging the second target, he fires a gun, but nothing happened. No boom, no round finding its way down range to bring the Emperor's fury to the enemies of mankind. Misfire, Rain barks before looking at the cogitator readout next to him. It displays a warning rune showing that the breach was not fully closed. Close the breach where the loader frantically works to close the breach completely, wasting precious seconds. Rain's left foot bounces faster than ever, waiting for the confirmation to fire. He hears the loader confirm the breach is closed and checks the cogitator one more time to confirm. Another warning rune, Fug. Word forgotten to arm the cannon and after reclosing the breach. Arm it, he yelled, and as soon as Rain heard the loader confirm it had been armed, he fired the cannon, and once again heard the satisfying boom of his cannon go off. They were back in the fight. At that same moment, a second explosion was heard, originating from next to their tank and rocking it from the force. As soon as he readjusted from the blast, he heard the commander say, we just lost Vandal. The tank to their left in the formation had been blown up. That left them more exposed, but that was part of battle. Smoke in reverse was the commander's next order, and Rain quickly deployed the smoke dischargers mounted to the outer hull of the Lehman Russ. The tank began reversing with a start, and progress was slower as the two remaining tanks attempted to return to their position on the sunken road. Enemy fire was coming through the smoke, inaccurate though it may be. Second Tercio had been caught in the open and now had to make its way out. 
Only 50 meters from the sunken road, a hyperdense subcaliber munition, a dart, as the guards tankers often refer to it, passed through the front armor of the tank directly into the secondary ammo storage, igniting the rounds there and causing a massive explosion inside the tank, incinerating the crew in an instant. It was as much luck as anything. One instant you're in the fight, and the next you're dead. One bad move, missed enemy, one lucky shot, and it's a one-way ticket to the Emperor's mercy. Rain felt a kick in his back, and he turned around to look at his commander. Primus Bar Ulstveld had removed his helmet, his normally close-cropped blonde hair almost reaching his ears. How's it feel to be dead, he asked with a smile. Sir, all due respect, you know this exercise is fucking brain-dead, right? Assaulting with a single tercio and with only a single tercio in support against a superior force is just not something we do, and we all know it. Oswald looked down at him from his elevated position, his smile fading and his tone returning to that of authority. We train for these situations in case we ever need to. You never know what to expect when you need a battle. It's better to train it just in case. Rain looked back at his station. He knew why they were training these situations, but even acknowledging that it could happen felt like an insult to the regiment, the Imperium, and the Emperor himself. They were the men and women of the Imperial Guard, with a legacy dating back to the time of the Emperor himself. Throne, it felt insulting to know that their lives could be wasted by idiotic orders. And yet, Solar Hellcats had been proudly fighting and dying in the name of humanity for millennia. That is why the children of Afghania strive hard for the right to join the 47th. He still remembered the day that he was chosen to join the regiment. His parents wept with joy, and he couldn't help but walk around with his chest stuck out, knowing that he was one of the best. He also knew that, in time, should he die in service with the regiment, his name would be engraved on the wall of the heroic dead in Manarket Square, along with all those who had died in battle since the days of the 470th Solar Auxilia and the Great Crusade. He had known from a young age that once he left Afghania, he only ever expected to return in the form of his name upon that wall. He was already dead, but he could do so much more for the emperor before his body gave out. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. That's sweet, man. That was so cool. Ah. <laughs> uh. I love 40, I love tank combat, like just the idea of it. The one line you wrote was um, one missed shot, one lucky shot, and you're dead. Like it's just everything has to be so precise and dialed in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I really wanted to kind of give the feeling of just how deadly it is because. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously, it, it's funny. When we like play people the game, think, yeah, sorry. We play the game, we read the lore, and these tanks are these, you know, massive engines of the war. They're tough, you know, they're hard to kill, but not by the stuff that's supposed to kill them, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I really want to get that point across that everything is on its own level. You know, Marines yeah. are deadly to Marines. <laughs> yeah. 
a tank is just as deadly to another tank. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. I think that came across super well. I, I liked how you made the gunner or the, the crew feel too. You know, it's all just mm -hmm. one working unit. They're all working in unison, very mechanical in nature, but yeah, it's, it's a cool little home. I just think of the movie Fury. We talked about this even yesterday yep. for a bit um, and how like, yeah, this just put me right in the scene and I loved it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, ideally, I'd want to expand on this by creating more scenes. Um, almost, I don't know if you remember the uh, Halo 3 ODST commercial from back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. one where it's like little snippets you yeah. know, as he progresses in his career. Um, I think that'd be a cool way to do it. That would be cool. You know, like starting the... off, maybe yeah. go back to his training for like his initial training and then carry forward through to him being a grizzled veteran. Yeah, you know, pick out a couple key battles where it's like this was the battle that got him promoted, or this was the battle that made him switch tanks because this tank got exploded. Or exactly. yeah, I like it. That's a very cool way to do it. Um, yeah, so I think that would be how I would want to uh, come back to the story. I love it. I love that. It. Yeah, um, there's a cool model from Forge World. He's a Red Scorpions chapter master now, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, Carib Cullen. Yep. Yeah, and it's very much the same theme with what you're wanting to do, where it's like, yeah, they took him from a from a sergeant, and now he's like in this dreadnought. And he's got like four different models, so you could even yep. do something similar, you know, where it's just, yeah, I love that. I love the progression of it. Yeah, um, I think that'd be a fun way to keep this going. Because initially, this just started as an excuse for me to write some tank yeah. combat and get put some character into my uh, regiment. Yeah. Uh, I like how you made the 40k or how you made the story feel 40k you're throwing out some good words and stuff that were just you know just kind of put me in the mood of 40k yeah I mean I definitely tried to put them in there um, where they made sense yeah you know so cogitator instead of computer picked feed instead of video screen exactly um, it, it was just the right amount where it wasn't overdone where I feel like I'm reading another language but yeah uh, yeah it was perfect um, um the the training so this whole thing was a training uh exercise exercise yeah, yeah. um do, do you picture how that went so they, they were shooting shots and stuff at yep. each other were they just blanks were they like lasers or like so the way i uh imagined it i guess so uh, i'm sure you've probably read a bunch of 40k books but i remember specifically i think it was one of the last chancers books where they have an entire mock battlefield inside the ship. Okay. Um, so I kind of want something like that. So they're on their way to go fight a new battle and they're training to get ready for it. Sure. Okay. Um, Very cool. So the outgoing rounds would be real going for targets. Mm. Um, whether those just be like steel plates or like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not actually destroyed. shooting real, real they're not shooting rounds at, at each other. other. People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Um, and worst case scenario the incoming fire is lasers or yeah. simulated in some way yeah um, yeah yeah. but definitely not live rounds yeah good to know cool uh and the other final line i loved was just kind of how you wrapped it all up and you're talking about the guy he knows the only way he'll return home is just to be put on that wall <laughs> yep yeah very fucking cool um, i think it I wanted to, you know, give the fatalism of the Imperial Guard still. You know, yeah. these guys are professional. They're regimented. Yeah. They're the best at what they do. And they still, you know, they know 
eventually yeah. that's they're gonna die yeah that wall concept's just so cool like i can just imagine him being put next to like uh like his family tree on the the wall or whatever yep. it's all, yeah yeah um, yeah that'd be a really cool uh kind of way to do it um, yeah it's actually an interesting idea to yeah explore like the, in my writing yeah depending on like uh you know officers maybe get their family officer yeah. lineage or whatever on it but yeah. yeah cool man uh i liked it very cool you put me right yeah. in the mood i want to go buy some tanks man <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> uh is there anything else you'd like to share about this or about your albanian hell solar hellcats um nothing really uh i think that the last one and this one have given me some good ideas on how to expand it yeah uh, and i hope i've gotten my basic idea across at least yeah no i like it i like it a lot very cool well thank you so much for sharing thanks everyone yeah. for listening and if you guys want to write some more up don't forget you can write it up you could join me on the show you can do all manner of things you know it's just whatever you want to whatever you want to get up to so uh yeah we'll see you all on the next episode of lore hammer listener lore Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode.